0: Hello and welcome to the Body Talk podcast. I'm Alina Jenkins and in this series we share insights and strategies to help you with your day-to-day communication, your confidence and your general well-being. And in this episode we're going to talk about how we cope with change. So many of us have been struggling during the pandemic to cope with the changes to our lives, the disruption to our routines and that in turn can be having negative effects on our productivity, on our relationships, and also on our mental health. There are strategies we can take to improve how we're feeling, to give us a more positive mindset and help us feel more in control of an ever-changing situation. And it boils down to resilience. So I'm joined today by John Watkins, who's COO and owner of the Resilience Development Company, and their mission is to help people all around the world to live better, work better, work better and to feel better.
1: John, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alina. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: You're you're welcome. And we'll we'll delve into resilience in just a moment's time. But before we start, can you tell our listeners how you started the company and your background?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with the company five years. Uh, We've been going nearly nine now. Uh, And it was started by Louise and Emma uh, out of a need, to be honest. They felt there was something missing. There's something missing, um, especially in the education system. And Emma and Louise designed this program to support children as they as they try and navigate the various transitions that they have to go through during life. And uh, and it started from there really, and then has just developed and evolved uh, into this into this program really that addresses uh, lots of different challenges uh, for lots of different people. Uh, that's how it started. Um, I said I've been been around for about five years now. Prior to that, I was in the military. So I was a Royal Marine uh, out of university, uh, and then uh, UK Special Forces. So um, my my background in resilience, I suppose you you could say is is um, a professional one. However, knowing what I know now, I, I would probably argue that I would probably argue that I've certainly had resilient tendencies, um, but probably wasn't resilient as as I would have liked to have been during my time. But um, yeah, military is is my background, and I, I've been with the company five years now.
0: So let's talk about resilience. Obviously, it's something which you had to do a lot of um, as an ex-military personnel. What are some of the things that we that we can learn from you, from what you learned during your time in the military? And how can we apply those to our day to day lives?
1: Yeah, um, I I think it starts off to to probably define resilience. I think that's an important place to start. And for, for lots of people, for many people, when we talk about resilience, the phrases that come to mind are things like bouncing back and coping and surviving, um, fighting through, just getting through, toughing it out. Uh, and, and that's probably the bit that, that where we differ from, from lots of resilience providers, because we don't necessarily view resilience in that light. We're not saying people are wrong to view it in that way. However, we take a different approach to resilience. And we like to think resilience on a scale. So you've got coping at one end uh, and you've got thriving at, at, at the other. and. You know the coping element is is about bouncing back, it's about coping, it's about dealing with your immediate obstacles. Um, but let's be frank, most people want to be in in the thriving bracket. So when we talk about resilience, uh, we we talk about moving along that that line from coping uh, to thriving and using a skills base to move you towards the thriving as much as possible. Now, it's only natural as you respond to your environment that you will move up and down that line. But we like to think of it as, as helping people to adapt and thrive. That's what resilience is to us, building mental, emotional and social strength. So in the military, yes, I certainly had elements of that um, <clears throat> and things that people are very much used to doing now. Focus on what you can control, uh, remain positive. You know, all those buzzwords that we've, we've, we've heard thrown around a lot, but actually are very difficult to do very difficult to do. And, and and that's what we show people how to do. Um, so uh, we, we can talk about some of the techniques now. Do you want to leave that to later? I'm jumping in. Yeah, do you want to move into now? Yeah, no, let's, <clears throat> let, let, let's, let's hear some let's of them. Let's just John. go for it. So um, I think one of the things that we spoke about when, when we last met Alina was the idea of stability zones. So it's something that uh, anybody that's gone through uh, any major change or transition will be very aware of because you'll almost feel like something's missing, something's missing. So we like to think of stability zones as people, places, ideas, things, groups and groups that bring you comfort and security, bring you comfort and security. So essentially, they nullify the negative impact of change. Now, for a lot of people, you're kind of aware of what they are, where they are but you don't necessarily give them that much attention. And I'm thinking back over the last 12 months where a lot of us have been confined to our house, but how many people have actually sat down and given that five, 10-minute thought process to, do you know what, what have I got in my immediate environment that gives me that comfort and security? So for example, it it can be the people you're living with. For me, it's my wife, it's the dog, it's the baby. However, there might be things that you're not used to or or maybe not thought of in, in that way, things like a place on the sofa. Uh, for me, just sitting in my car seat actually is a massive stability zone for me. Uh, listening to a podcast, listening to an audible book uh, sat in a particular part of the house so it 's really important that you begin to identify these um, stability zones and learn to nurture them that 's a really important element and, and in the military it 's big. Our team is our stability zone um, and and as soon as we go through any form of transition, they get thrown up occasionally um, and get moved around and muddled so when you're in this period of change, give yourself that five minutes. OK, where are my stability zones? How can I nurture them potentially a little bit more? That's certainly one thing that I would absolutely fundamentally suggest to people that they would do. Um,
0: Wait, when, when you say nurture your stability zone, John, yes. what what exactly do you mean by that? Is, is that just um, sort of, you know, just having it firmly planted in your mind, something that you can focus on that is very positive or is, is it something more than that?
1: Yeah, so it's the people, places, ideas, things and groups in your life. Uh, so, for instance, if I wanted to to nurture the relationship with my wife, it might be committing more time to it. For example, um, it's awareness is obviously the first battle with all of this. When we're talking well-being, we're talking mental health, when we're talking performance. Self-awareness is absolutely cre- uh, critical um, in, in all those factors. Uh, however, with the stability zones, it is, I would suggest, writing them down. Just list them to start off with. Just list them uh, and then begin to think about, okay, how much control do I have over this, uh, and then whether I really want to begin to nurture them a little bit more I said so nurturing it could be time, it can be energy um, that that really is down to you how you, how you want to think about that but i I think about them in terms of time and energy um and ultimately it means spending more time with the wife, the baby, a little bit more energy commitment from from that, and probably less towards work and and um, yeah that's how I'd think about it.
0: You made a really interesting point earlier, John, which is this idea uh, the difference between coping and thriving. And some of the buzzwords we often hear are coping strategies, but those aren't really going to do you any good. That's not going to help move you forward. So you've spoken there about uh, sort of one of the, the thriving strategies that we can use. What, what are some others that we can think about?
1: So uh, I think a massively important one is, is is something we call grab the good. So grab the good. Um We're living in a time where you might argue there's not a lot of it around. However, what we encourage people to do, one of the the, the 60 skills we teach people, is just to stop. If you're feeling you're having a bad day, a low moment, just reflect. Reflect on the last 24 hours. Reflect on the last five days. um, Reflect on the last hour and just think, okay, what has gone well in the last hour? What am I grateful for? That's really what we're getting people to think about. What am I grateful for? Why am I grateful for it? And how I can get it a little bit more. So what that should enable you to do is say, for instance, you know, what am I grateful for from the, from the last two hours where well, I got to eat lunch with my family? Why well, am I grateful for it? Lots of great connections. Spend time um, with, with the little babby and the wife. Makes me feel really good. How can I get it a little bit more? I'm going to eat dinner with them tonight. Sounds really simple, but it becomes really powerful. And what we're really targeting is something called your negativity bias. Uh, and that's something that impacts all of us, where we've got a desire, a natural instinct to focus on the negative, And we want to try and override that. Uh, and, and grab the good is, is a great way of doing that.
0: I've I've been talking a lot recently about uh, a phrase which I can't remember where I heard it but it's what's focal is causal and I think that's what you're saying there is that if you are focusing too much on the negative it's much more likely that something negative will happen whereas if you can focus on the positive then the opposite will happen I, I don't know whether that's just too simplistic um, and sometimes people might just think oh well you know it's that's kind of sort of like you know claptrap but it is uh, it, there is something in it
1: I, I think simple is actionable that's the key yeah, well, often, and I don't know whether you've, you you've been in in these sorts of meetings, Alina, where where people throw endless theory um, and spend an hour explaining something to you, and actually you just want it in five minutes. Just tell me what I need to do. So you know, grab the good. sound simple. Uh, it, it, it is in in practice. Like everything that that has benefits, it's sometimes difficult to do because it requires time, it requires time uh, and energy um, to to go out and do that. And, and we we always suggest people write it down in a diary but actually you don't need to. If you are on that commute, if you're those lucky few that are in and out of of, of of the house, before you walk in the door, you might have had a bad day. Well, just grab the good. What three things am I grateful for today? As opposed to walking through the door, feeling, feeling heavy as we sometimes do, uh, and then immediately that interaction with the people in your environment is not particularly helpful. So you can do it in your mind, but simple is always, always powerful. It's-
0: I think that what people are really struggling with at the moment John is that their lives have changed so much it's so different to what they used to know and, and I'm wondering if your experience in the military and you hear a lot of stories people coming out of uh, of the military out of the forces and going into a different world and they just don't know how to cope. It's so incredibly different. they don't even know where to start.
1: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and and you've stumbled on it, really. We often talk about change, don't we? Change is really difficult. Uh, no one wants to change. Uh, but actually, it's not the change that often causes the problems. It, it's the transition that's associated with the change. So change is something that happens within your environment. It, it's, it's usually you can put a time towards it. So, for instance, take the birth of my son. You know, it was a moment in time. It happened. I have a date. I have a time. 11-11 on the 12th of March. That is the change. However, the transition I have to go through, which is psychological, mental, emotional, and social transition, I've got to make. That can take a lot of time, and it occurs in your head. You know, it is mental, emotional, and social. And that's the challenge most people have. So when we're when we're stuck in our, our our houses, you know, is that social? We're not getting out. We're not talking to people, and that begins to have an impact there, which then robs off and it causes emotional and mental mental stress. But absolutely, anyone that goes through a big transition and leaving the military is a massive, massive transition. We could spend an hour talking about that. It is incredibly challenging for those psychological reasons, um, for the psychological reasons. Uh, and I think understanding it actually, again, is, is, a, is a big, is, is a great place to start. I'd love to give you all 60 skills um, and, and show people how <laughs> to do that. We just can't do it on here. Um, uh, and, you know, it really, it, you know, it's something we could talk about. Again, what, what a I've asked you that question, have you ever been trained in mental, emotional and social skills? And the answer you get is no. And most people haven't. So how do we expect people to to make those transitions if we don't show them how to do it? You know, how to transition the way they think, feel and behave towards new challenges. Um, So, so, you know, we, we could talk about that for a while. But I think a great place for people to start is possibly understanding a framework called the five R's. It's um, it, it it's something that's come out of America from a from a lady called Kate Barado, and I hope I've, I've pronounced her name properly there. But it's well worth looking into, uh, and it's something that. Out of all the transitions I went through, I was medically discharged. That's a massive one, life-changing, life-changing moment for, for me there. In and out of, of operational environments, back into normal world, in and out of the military. It's this, this framework that helped me to understand what I was going through, some of the underlying stresses. And the first one, you've already mentioned to it, you've talked about routines. It's the first thing that goes up in the air as soon as there's any dramatic change. Uh, and people that are homeschooling will feel that more than anyone right about now. But it's understanding that routines, a changing routine causes underlying stress. So the question you've got to ask yourself is, okay, how can I create stability and certainty within that? Well, you 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 come up with and give yourself uh, time and space to think about. Okay, let's get myself into a routine. That's why Joe Wicks is so so popular Uh, you've got to be prepared your reactions are going to change uh, the way you respond to uh, potentially the people living in your house who's left that coffee mug on the table for the 10th time in a row and not washed it up well you're going to find a reaction to that which might be anger and aggression and you've got to be aware that that that's caused by this change this transition you know it's not it's not necessarily as as a result of something they've done so understanding that is absolutely key we've noticed a huge change in roles that's the third R as soon as your role begins to change, you begin to question who you are. So are you mum, dad, teacher? Are, are, are you the person that earns the money, does the work? So as soon as your role begins to change, that can cause some underlying stress. So again, just recognising that underlying stress might be caused because of a complete change of role and you need time to make, to, to adapt. Relationships and self-reflections are the last last two hours and relationships change and you reflect differently on yourself. But the key to it all is time. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't mean that lightly. The skills we show people help people to adapt, adapt the way they think, feel and b- behave. And that just speeds that process up. You know, time for these things is, is massively important, as well as the, some of the things we've already started to talk about. Be proactive about what you're doing uh, and some of the skills that we, we've spoken about. Grab the goods, stability zones are certainly very, very helpful. Create your own routines um, is is also important, um, maintaining longevity to what we're going through
0: you you mentioned joe wicks and homeschooling and i'm sure there's lots of people listening at the moment just going oh my gosh it's been one of the most stressful times of my life trying to juggle change at work trying to manage what's going on at home thank goodness for joe wicks who can who can step in and maybe bring a big bit of light and shade but i know as you said at the beginning um that, that john that born from this company was the idea of, of helping children and i know that's a very very important part of what you do because it's not just us, us adults who are struggling i think the children are struggling as well how can we help them uh,
1: well what's fascinating about what we do is we use exactly the same skills no matter who you are no matter what level you are no matter what age you are so again you can talk stability zones a huge stability zone for a, for a child would have been their school would have been their classroom with their mates that's been ripped up you know they're not necessarily engaging in that stability zone so having that conversation you know what what are your stability zones within the house and helping them to find them because they might not know it you know their phone it might be their their playstation it it might be their bedroom so having that conversation with them to help find it and then help them to nurture it is hugely important grab the goods again it's another easy skill that you can share with other people what's gone well today simple question. You, you, I promise you, you will get an answer that, that you're probably not expecting, which is why you're asking me that. Um, and, and that's generally <laughs> the answer you get. But give it, give it a week and you'll start, to, you'll start to open up a whole different conversation you never thought you, you would have. Uh, but but there's, there's, there's other things. And I think when we, when we talk to people uh, in our energy man, management module, we just show them some neuroscience that people aren't necessarily aware of. And that is, first of all, our brain tends to only function for about 90 minutes before it needs a break. So if you're homeschooling and you're just piling three hours at a child at a time, or even yourself, you're gonna you're gonna drain. You're gonna drain all that energy, and you can be exhausted. So by two o'clock in the afternoon, you're kicking the cat through the window, uh, and you're sending the kids out um, upstairs. Just get out of my way. So you know, think about that ninety-minute chunks. And the other thing is, we can't multitask. It's impossible for our brain to do it. So if you, as an adult, are juggling multiple things is there a way you can prevent multitasking? So for example, uh, someone that I was working with the other day had their three children at home. They put them in separate rooms. They allowed them to work in those rooms. And they said, I'm going to work with X for 10 minutes. Please don't disturb us. I'm aware you're there. As soon as I've finished with X, I'm going to come to you. And that's how we're going to work it. And it just enabled them to, 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 to to just maintain that energy because we haven't really spoken. There's lots we can talk about, but we've got secondhand stress and, you know, you are not resilient if, your environment is not, uh, and if you're negatively impacting the people around you, you can't call yourself resilient um, because resilient is a, is a community. It's an environmental thing. Um, so again, if you're getting knackered because you are bouncing between three or four different children, two or three children and your job, you're constantly trying to multitask, you're going to drain your energy pretty quickly and that will turn into stress and that will potentially pass on to onto the people around you. So sm- small little things like that can can make a big difference, but it requires you to stop and think. I-
0: I, I guess the key thing with it with with the, all of this with being resilient John is as you say it's it does help us to try and manage stress the the two go hand in hand and uh, I'm sure you know your clients come to you say god you know I'm so stressed how how do I do this it, is it a quick fix um or is it is it sort of learned skills implemented over a period of time
1: So I'm a really difficult one to to, to answer because we've got, we've got to delve into what what stress is and and stress is also it is often perceived it is perceived. So you've got lots of pressures that are are put on you. Uh, However, how you you internalise those pressures, keeping it very simple here, uh, determines whether it turns into stress or not. So stress is is very perceived. So it varies from person to person. But what we find is, and you know, with that, I don't want to self-promote here, but if you've got the right program, you've got the right skills, you, you can see an immediate impact. You know, everything we our first module we show people is called Stress Less. It's 12 skills that the minute you walk out of the room, you can you can use that will have an impact on the way you think, feel and behave uh, and immediately begin to reduce, to reduce stress. Now, if you want to build that into habits so you don't have to constantly think about it. Yes, that naturally takes time. Uh, and um what we often find is we, we've often got to work at people's coping. you know people have built coping mechanisms up over time some of them work some of them don't some of them come across to the people around you so sometimes you've got to rewire them which takes a little bit of bit of time uh, but, but you, you can begin to see immediate impact absolutely immediate impact nurture stability zones grab the good uh, look to manage your energy those those four four key skills I've told you and you begin to do that and and sometimes that's what people take four skills from our course and you can note you they, they'll openly tell you and we measure the difference uh, in in their stress levels so yeah it can be small things small change big difference
0: I'm wondering how many people listening to this might be suddenly that is a light bulb moment of do you know I thought I was doing all right but actually what I've got are coping strategies What I don't have are those thriving strategies. So, John, just before we wrap up, just just remind us of of those key principles, of those strategies that you need to thrive and be able to feel in control and push yourself forward. So
1: I think prevention. Yeah that that's ultimately where we are. Let's go there's not there's nothing necessarily that wrong with coping. Let, you know if that if that's working for people but we're now 12 months in and I can you can start to hear the change in people's language. You, yeah worry, fear, anxiety is is a lot more uh, prevalent as well as anger. So you can hear it and that coping mechanism is be, is clearly beginning to to wear out. So f- for me, it, it's a skills base, and I'm biased in what I'm saying. But you need to you need to find those skills uh, that enable you to create. Maybe, maybe um, you know the, those those habits that allow you um, to, to thrive. And it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. There are not many people that that have those. But you want to be able to answer the question. Right? I've had a bad day. How do I deal with it? And I would start with simple things like that. You know, OK, bad day. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling low on confidence. And just list the five or six things that you have currently in your life that enable you to 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 deal with a bad day. And they might be coping mechanisms, but that's important for you at this time. For us, you know, we've got a list of 60 skills we bring into that. So we're going to do, we'll, we'll, we'll list five, six, seven. won't necessarily need that. You need three to four. Um, but I would certainly start with nurture, still ability zones grab the good, uh, and, and try and stick to those two principles around how we work. 90-minute chunks, keep it short and sharp, then go for a 5, 10, 15-minute break. Sounds difficult, but it's science. It's the way your brain works. And and try and evolve, evolve, uh, sorry, reduce the amount of multitasking you do. Uh, and if you start to build those four things into your life, I absolutely promise you you'll, you'll start to feel a lot less stressed and more in control, which is, which is the key. Although I will highlight we are dealing with something unprecedented here aren't we and 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 that is that that's the the quiet elephant in the room isn't it
0: I, I think it is. I think because so many people, even if they have this positive mindset, it's really hard to set yourself goals or say, you know, if I do this and this will happen. When you have absolutely no control and absolutely no idea what that future might hold, so I guess that's where you know the skills that you're you're saying that people should use really comes into 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 use because we are as you say in a completely unprecedented exactly. situation and you can
1: still you know you talk about i can't set goals where well, i'd love to go on holiday in eight months time um or i'd love to be on holiday now or you've got the goals around a promotion you're not necessarily in the office to be able to influence those decisions but you can still make goals it doesn't have to be around that but you could be little things around your house um you know re- resilient people we always say you know have, they have a vision for the future and uh, it doesn't matter and we help people to do this but it doesn't matter what 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 Comes in to try and block that, you know where you want to go, um, and you know that's that, that is, is is an easy thing to say I get for people on the podcast. but if you can set your goals, why not set them weekly, set them daily, um, set them monthly, you know what do I want to achieve? do I want to tidy that room? do I want to move? Do you want to move the lounge around? Um, and, you know, do you want to achieve uh, uh, French, Spanish? There are plenty of little goals that you can begin to set yourself. And, and it, is, it is a massive, massive part of of resilience. Although I will say there will be at least 50% of people on this podcast that hate the word goal. So don't use it. You know, it's, it's don't use the word goal, objective, target, plan, vision, anything. Um, but yes, it's, you know, it's, it's another one of those areas, isn't it? That, that is that vitally important and you can still set them. You absolutely can. Yeah, John,
0: you've given us really great advice today. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find out more information about about becoming more resilient?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our website, uh, resilientstraining.co.uk. So we, we've got plenty of blogs on there and I would actually, there, there are about four or five blogs that are just full of our skills helping people to deal with a bad day how did i deal with a bad day before i knew these skills um as well you know there is there is a blog up on 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 there about that so yeah come and talk to us we're more than happy to talk to you uh, and we're running plenty of plenty of events um as well so so look us up and, and, and we're, we're there to help we are absolutely there to help
0: Well, John, I hope you'll come back and talk to us again, um, maybe later in the year about other things that we can do to become more resilient. But thank you so much for your company today. And thank you for listening. Don't forget, of course, you can find all the details on our website, ukbodytalk.com. And we're on LinkedIn and Instagram. But for now, goodbye.